So you can go in your Bibles to Revelation 4. It's the last book, if you didn't know. Is that one that you're too afraid to open up? You're not sure about it? It's that one. <laughs> so we're going to Revelation 4, verse 6 to 11. And if you don't have your Bible, it's on the screen. I hope you can see it. Do you like my handwriting? Thank you, it's not mine. <laughs> All right, let's read verse 6. <clears throat> wow, if I can see it, okay. Oh, I'm not reading, it's too small. Um, <clears throat> verse 6, And before the throne there was as it were a sea of glass, like crystal, and around the throne, on each side of the throne, are four living creatures, full of eyes in front and behind. The first living creature like a lion, the second living creature like an ox, and the third living creature with the face of a man, and the fourth living creature like an eagle in flight. And the four living creatures, each of them with six wings, are full of eyes all around and within. Now listen to this. <laughs> and day and night, they never cease to say, Holy, Holy, Holy is the Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. Man. And whenever the living creatures give glory and honor and thanks to him who is seated on the throne, who lives forever and ever, the 24 elders fall down before him who is seated on the throne and worship him who lives forever and ever. They cast their crowns before the throne, saying, Worthy are you, Lord, the Lord and God, to receive glory and honor and power, for you created all things, and by your will they exist and were created. Just imagine that scene in heaven that is continuously happening. The living creatures outfitted with all the eyes, they do not rest night or day, just worshiping the one who sits on the throne. Like since their creation, the first thing when they opened up their eyes, they just saw the one who sits on the throne and they behold the uncreated beauty of God. And ever since then, they are just crying out, holy, <laughs> holy, holy, in an overwhelming response to who God is. And then the 24 elders, that's um, representatives of humanity before God's throne, they take off their crowns and they go on their knees and they just worship God the whole time. And when I read it, when I wrote it down, I was overcome by just, the, just what is happening in that moment and in heaven the whole time. And it challenges me every single time I read it because it shows me that there is so much more to God that I have not discovered yet. Like when they, they say, holy, holy, holy. And then they look up and they see God again and they're like, you are so holy, holy, holy. And the 24 elders, they can't but just fall on their knees the whole time because of who God is. Wow. And that's the revelation I want of our God. And if you don't have that, and if I don't have that, there is so much more for us to discover in this relationship 
that we have with, with God. <clears throat> you know, King David understood something about this. In Jerusalem, he built a special tent called the Tabernacle, and it, was, it housed the Ark of the Covenant. And I didn't put it up there, but you can find it in First um, Chronicles 15 and 16 if you want to go read it later. But the Ark of the Covenant was a place where God's presence lived. Right? So in that time, God's presence was only in the tabernacle, in the Ark of the Covenant. and Because um, that was before Jesus died on the cross for us. And today, Pentecost, before the Holy Spirit was poured out, His presence was there. But David, King David, assigned musicians and singers to minister before the ark. He organized 4,000, like half a Crowley. <laughs> they were all musicians, played something. Um, and 288 singers to minister to God in shifts. Continued day and night. So there was constant worship, constant prayer in God's presence. Because he... Re he he understood something about it, that God is worthy to be worshipped the whole time. Constant worship, constant prayer. Psalms 132, if you want to go there, it's also on the screen. Verse 13 and 14 says, For the Lord has chosen Zion. He has delivered it for his dwelling. This is my resting place forever and ever, where here I will sit enthroned. For I have desired it. God has found his resting place in the praises of his people. So God's presence, his manifest presence comes, enters a room. You know, God's presence is always with us because he is here. But there's a difference in his manifest presence than just his presence that are with us the whole time. So his manifest presence comes when we start to praise him. And when we praise Him, when we remember that it's all about Him, singing His praise, being like those, those creatures in front of the throne and the elders focusing on Him, not being distracted. Because you know there's so many distractions, so many, countless, <laughs> like um, phones. Like we can be in worship, you have it in your pocket, your, the phone buzzes, and you're like, I have to see, you know, so many distractions, uh, friends like the person next to you, <laughs> a mindset, we have so many different mindsets that could be a barrier, a distraction, your opinion, your comfort, your image. When we remove all those distractions and say, okay, listen, this is about me and my God, then when we start to praise God, His presence will come. And uh, I think for me, one of the biggest distractions, I don't know if it's a distraction, if I could call it that, but it is, is my thoughts. You know, I'm singing, and then all of a sudden I'm realizing, I'm thinking about what we're going to eat. And then I'm like, what the heck? Why am I thinking about that? I'm singing everything, and I'm doing this, but my mind is somewhere else. Like you're thinking, I hope I dropped my child an ark with the babies. I hope he's fine, that they remember to give him his bottle. Like, this is happening this week. And it's a, a place where I have to discipline my mind and say, I'm focusing on God and I'm praising Him because it's not about me, what needs to happen about the people around me. It's about Him. My second point today is <clears throat> praise and worship is more than just singing along with some songs. 
And I thought, like, is, is that even, should I even put it there? Isn't it, like, supposed to be obvious? And I'm like, it's sometimes the obvious things that we forget. So I really actually just spoke about the disciplining our minds because if it was just songs that we sing, it wouldn't matter what you are thinking about because it's just songs. But it's not. We have to be intentional with our bodies, our minds, and just all of us. And we can't just go through the motions. You know, coming to church, this is how we start. We sing some songs. Then, we, that, then, happens, then the thing happens what we really came for, like the word and the people. No, we came to meet with our God. And um, biblical worship is expressed not only with our whole lives, if you read Romans 12, but it's with our whole bodies. And biblical worship presents corporate praise as a whole group activity. So it's not just the people leading worship. It's all of us. It's a group activity. And um, it's not a show. You know, you don't come to church to see a show. It's... um, it's for everyone to participate and to not spectate. So it's for you personally to be involved in it. And then many times people say, but it's not my personality. I'm like, it's not about your personality, remember? I, I, like, I, I, don't, I don't know about all these things. I understand, but just grow in your relationship with God. Follow the Bible, and then these things will start to happen. So I want to quickly share with you, because we had a series about this before, about the, the Hebrew words for, for praise in the Bible. So I'm just going to like literally run through them, but I just wanted to mention them again today. If you want to listen to them more, you can go find the sermons about it. Ah, I think it was last year that we did a whole series about worship and um, praise. So you can go listen to them. So just going to run through them very quickly so we don't take all our time on this. All right. The first one that you find in the, in the scripture, it's a Hebrew word called Shabbat. Shabbat. It's um, Psalms 145 verse 4. Great is the Lord and greatly to be praised, and his greatness is unsearchable. One generation shall commend your works to another and shall declare your mighty acts. So Shabbat is shouts of praise. It's me shouting his praise, not whispering, but shouting um, his praise. Um, then you have Barak, which is um, from Psalms 95 or 6. Oh, come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord, our maker. It speaks about kneeling in front of God, expressing humility. And I, I mean, I know it's uncomfortable. This floor is hard, man. <laughs> but it's a place where I'm just like, okay, I'm going to fall in front of my God. And if you ever feel you're too squished in in the chair, go to the aisle, come to the front. Um, when you feel like, oh, I'm going to lay down everything in front of God. Third is Yada, Psalm 63, verse 1. It speaks about the extended hands, me raising my hands in worship, expressing a gratitude, thankfulness, and surrender. Tauda, Psalms 50, verse 23. It speaks about the raised hand, me glorifying God, praising Him, showing Him that it's all about Him giving some adoration. And then there's Dakar. I'm not really sure about this pronunciation of this one. But it speaks about clapping and applauding. You know, when someone did something good when your children were young, you were like, good job! <laughs> it's clapping, um, expressing joy and victory. 
Like when your team won, you know, people always say this, football team won, that's what you have to think about it. Like when you, it's shouts of victory. And then halal, it's to celebrate extravagantly. It's to express joy, jubilation, and celebration. So this is, it's amazing. I'm not going to read this verse because we don't have enough time. Um, but it speaks about jumping and shouting and laughing, not just singing. It speaks about a lot of emotion. Then we have Tehillah. Sorry. <laughs> it, says, it speaks about shouts of joy to the Lord, singing scripture prophetically. So you can use some scripture in praise to just start singing it and declaring it over your life prophetically. And then lastly, we have Zamar. It speaks about praising God with instruments and making music to God with instruments. And um, so if you don't know how to play an instrument, I want to encourage you to learn. I'm busy learning <laughs> again because I had some piano lessons at school and then I didn't play piano for like 20 years. Um, so, yeah. So let's go over to point number three. Oh, so just before we end, just to end of that is... This is where we get our biblical, like, blueprint for worship. God tells us, come into my presence with raised hands. Clap your hands. Sing for joy. Shout for joy. And start speaking prophetic things over your life, over your area. Um, take my word and speak it over situations. So it's way more interactive than just me standing there. All right. Number three is that prayer is a big part of worship. Isaiah 56 verse 7 says, My house shall be called a house of prayer for all nations. Now Isaiah, in that same scripture, he also prophesied a new era of prayer. It says, The Lord promised, I will make them joyful in my house of prayer. So in other words, the Holy Spirit will lead the church in joyful prayer. <laughs> like enjoyable prayer. Like if I think back on my life long time ago, I did not have no joy in praying, like nothing. But the Holy Spirit wants to birth joy on the inside of you so that you can enjoy um, prayer. Let's just go back to Revelation 5 verse 8, because this is going to explain it a little bit better. So Revelation 5 verse 8. <clears throat> oh, I'm still there. says, Now when he had taken the scroll, the four living creatures and the twenty-four elders fell down before the Lamb, each having a harp and golden bowls full of incense, which are the prayers of the saints. So the harp speaks about music, worship songs, and the bowl speaks about our prayers. So around God's throne there is worship, but it incorporates our prayers. So worship together with prayers, is what God showed us in the Revelation, that as we worship, we need to bring in prayer. And when we do that, it's, I don't know, it's like this beautiful duet that comes together and mighty things can start to happen. It's, um, the prophetic starts to flow. And the prophetic is really just bringing God's reality into our what do you call this? Our reality. And um, so while we worship, 
I want to encourage you. Don't feel like you should not pray. It's a place where you can pray and speak to God and bring your prayers in front of Him. But not just prayers of what you need. Prayers of who He is. Glorifying Him. And um, 1 Chronicles 25 verse 1 to 3 says, we read um, back to King David that he valued the prophetic um, spirit resting on the singers and musicians. So that part speaks of... Um, when they started worshiping, the prophetic spirit always came on the people. And uh, so the same with us here. If you are a worship leader, expect the prophetic spirit of God to come on you and to lead you into prophetic songs and into songs that we have never sung before. And um, then it's a place where we can follow them and flow with them. But it's not just for them. It's for you too, for you personally. God wants to share his heart with you for your life, for our church, for your town, for our world. Because when we start to focus on him and we praise him and we pray all together, then he starts to share his heart and his will with us. All right, now let me just um, catch myself. All right, so... Maybe I said all these things all the wrong way around. <laughs> all right. So worship also definitely releases intercession. Uh, back in Revelations, the smoke of incense together with the prayers of the saints went up before God from the angels' hands. So worship is a necessary part of releasing our prayers in the heavenlies. So during the week, when you struggle to pray, put on some worship music. Put some worship music on that speaks about who God is, that praises Him. And don't just listen to it. Join in, and then you will see how that joyful prayer is released on the inside of you. And life comes into it. I always tell people, if you don't enjoy the time you spend with God, change it. <laughs> you are in control of what you do. Don't go, like, do it for years and years and you don't enjoy it. It's supposed to be something that you enjoy because it's you building a relationship with the Almighty God. So lastly, my fourth point is that worship and prayer changes me. So choosing to engage God will change your attitude. For sure. I don't know if you've experienced that. I've experienced that. Oh, many times that I have a very bad attitude <laughs> and then I enter into God's presence and then it changes me. Um, you know, God promises to reward those who choose to draw near to him. He says in James 4 verse 8, come near to God and he will come near to you. So as we choose to worship and pray, then we change. Many times the situation stayed the same. But God did something on the inside of me, and that made all the difference. Literally choosing to praise God is a transformative experience, and it renews your mind. It does. Um, Romans 12 verse 2 says, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And this is part of the purpose of worship, is changing me so that I can become who God has already made me. 
you know, it's weird. God made me, and now I have to become who he made me. <laughs> but that happens in his presence. And that happens in his word and spending time with him. So <clears throat> I want to call the worship team up, please. And uh, I wanted to end with enough time for us to still have enough time and not feel like we are so rushed because it's, you know, time for whatever. It's time for you to leave. <laughs> uh, so we're going to end with our two songs. But I want to encourage you. I know I said a lot of things, but think of where you are and where it is, in what area is it that you need to shake up some religion, some tradition. Uh, maybe it is in, for the first time, raising your hands in worship and realizing, wow, it's something that comes straight out of the Bible. Maybe you've always wanted to kneel down and you've just never had the courage to do it. I want to encourage you and tell you that this is a place that we are creating to meet with our God. And if that is what you feel like you have to do today, then do that. And not just today, every Sunday and during the week. And um, if you at any point feel like you have a prophetic word that you need to share, or you feel like God is leading us in a direction, please feel free to come to me um, or Chuck that's um, hosting today, share it with us, and we can see how it flows in with what we are doing. And then I want to encourage you to, to remember as we do this, it's all about God and it's not about us. So why don't you just stand with me? If you have some distractions, you know, in your pocket, take it off, <laughs> put it down. If it's your wife, move away from her. <laughs> I should have said if it's your husband, definitely just move away. <laughs> So let's just come before God. I want you to just close your eyes for a second before we start. And just focus your mind on Him. To get everything that's running through your mind, just uh, silence those thoughts. And just start singing in your, in your mind, holy, holy. Holy, holy is God, the Lord God Almighty. Just focus your mind on Him. And as our eyes are closed, and just want to give a moment before we go into this moment of worship, that maybe you are here for the first time today, and you have walked away from God. And you are struggling with the thoughts, but can I worship Him now because I've been gone for so long? How do I do this? I feel a little bit guilty. I want to tell you that, that God is right there. Like He never left. And you are welcome in His presence. He is a father that has been waiting for your return. And you can feel free with no condemnation to worship him. Because he looks at you through the blood of Jesus. And he sees you as good enough, perfect, justified. That means just as if you have never sinned. 
If that was you and you felt that you feel this way, I would like to just pray with you. Why don't you just raise your hand quickly and let it go down so I know who to pray with. God, I pray for every single person who has their hands raised. I pray now that they will just experience your, just the truth that there is no condemnation for them. Thank you, Lord, that you speak so clearly to them now that they can know that they are welcome in your presence and that you are so happy that they are here. Father, I pray that your truth will break through every word of the enemy that is condemning them and that they will know that you are not a God who condemns. Thank you, Lord, that we are all welcome in your presence. Holy Spirit, you're welcome here. It's all about you. And just as we stand like this, I'm just going to ask the Holy Spirit to show you what is some of the distractions that you need to remove out of your life? So just let the Holy Spirit show you one thing that I, you have to remove. One distraction that you have to remove out of your life so that you are able to focus on Him. Whatever you heard, just a simple prayer by saying, Lord, I lay this down. I'm removing this out of my life. I'm shaking it off. Because it's all about you. Why don't you just join me in raising your hands to heaven. So Lord God, we love you. We lift you up today. You are holy, 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 Lord God Almighty. We exalt you, God. We adore you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for loving us. Thank you that we are welcome in your presence. Holy Spirit, I pray in this week as we go about our days, that you would be in the center, that everything we do will be about you. <clears throat> Holy Spirit, I pray as we spend time with you in the week that we will experience your presence. I pray that you would come and break down religion, tradition off of each one of us. I pray that you would pour out that joyous spirit of prayer on all of us. Lord, we love you. Thank you for meeting with us. I pray that in Jesus' name. Amen.